welcome to Ilda Besançon, paging the commentator's lounge. Is there a Peter Fenner to visit the customs desk? Peter Fenner at the customs desk. Hello, Internet, and welcome. Ellie calling. Once more, we're here on the beautiful Ile de Besançon, and it continues to be early May. The sun is shining, the sea is sparkling, the temperature is very comfortable, and coffee and local beverages are free and plentiful. But we have a very restrictive import policy on music. Every Eurovision fan who comes to stay here is only allowed eight Eurovision songs for the duration of their stay. And here at the customs desk, I really want to know why that song. We also allow our guests to select a Eurovision luxury. Uh, so coming up the gangplank, we have Peter Fenner. Uh, could you uh, introduce yourself and tell us your connection with the Eurovision Song Contest? Yes, yeah, nice to see you. Um, indeed, Peter Fenner, guilty and connection with the Eurovision Song Contest. I research and write the commentary for Iceland at Eurovision and have done that for 15 years now. And I don't speak very good Icelandic, I'm still learning it, but this is a cross we all have to bear. It's not an easy language to learn. So that's what I'm doing. The, um, the, the commentary for the, for the Icelandic broadcast of Eurovision is a heck of a responsibility because everybody in Iceland will, will be seeing your work. Yes, that's right. And we had the figures out for the show on Tuesday, the first semi-final. We had an audience reach of 78%. So that's people who watched at least some of the show. That's the entire population. 60% of the population watched all of it. And 99.8% of the people, I beg your pardon, 98.9% of the people who were watching television uh, were watching the show so yes it's a big responsibility and especially when Iceland goes out we have to make it as entertaining as we can for the the other semi if we're in the first one and for the final and, the, and people watch to see what gets said and then criticize anything that's wrong so we have to try and get it as accurately as possible. Wow shall we uh, get into your paperwork? Yes. Let's start the list of records. Your first song is the UK's 1968 entry, It's Congratulations, by Cliff Richards. Congratulations and celebrations When I tell everyone that you're in love with me Congratulations and jubilations I want the world to know I'm happy as can be be happy and contented I used to think that happiness hadn't been invented And so there we've got Cliff wishing us all congratulations Yes, that's right I, I, I'm old enough now to uh, be able to say that's one of my first memories. I think I remember Sandy Shaw the year before just about and then there was Cliff and I remember for a few years I thought Katie Boyle did all the contests because she seemed to always be there 
And then I thought all the songs had to sound like Congratulations, where you had the slowing down bit in the middle, and then it was la, 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 and Jack in the Box. And then there was a song from Ireland, The Wages of Love did that as well, and a couple of others. So I thought all Eurovision songs were like that when I was about seven or eight. And I remember going up to this little cottage that my auntie had up in Bedfordshire, I think it was in the summer of 1968, and it was the first time I'd ever seen a record player because my parents didn't have one. And two records, I remember the, an Apple record by the Beatles, I think it was Hey Jude, and I liked the fact that there was a half an apple on one side and a full apple on the other. And the other record I loved was Congratulations. I used to play it all the time, and they had a huge train set. And I think from very early on, I associated the summer and this lovely thatched cottage and Congratulations and the Beatles and this, this huge train set. And the memory of it, I think, is stuck. I think you learn these enjoyments very early on, and then you become addicted to them. I still like trains as well and thatch cottages and that song whenever it comes on people always criticize poor old cliff but i'm not going to let him go it was, he even sang it at the queen's one of the jubilee things didn't he in in, in the mall and uh, took me back to that so i've always liked it i saw him i think i was the only male in the audience at the albert hall uh, a few years ago and he performed it there and takes me back to that so that's why i've picked good old cliff he's 78 now and he's still going uh thoroughly astonishing career varied always moving with the times sometimes more than others uh, mm -hmm. but maintaining popularity over many decades now yes obviously he's been through a rough patch recently mm -hmm. with one thing and another uh, but people have knocked him even before all that started and i think it's um, it's a shame that somebody who's had more hits than anybody else in the uk if it was any other country they'd be fated as some kind of um, hero, but he never really is. But he's got a great voice, a huge career, and some good songs he's done. We'll be pleased to accept. Congratulations on Thank you very hour. much. I've got it through. This yes. isn't Room 101 as well, is it? Can, um, can you reject them as well? I have rejected some. Ah. Uh, but Sylvia Knight, I bet she wasn't allowed in. Oh, no, she was. She was. Well, she, has she uh, been in? I can check the spreadsheet. Okay. Let's move on to your second record, though. This um, is one of the ones that we uh, sometimes just give to people as default, like the Bible and Shakespeare. Mm -hmm. We have Abba's Waterloo, Sweden, 1974. So I'm so sorry I had to go in, but I, I can't leave it out. That year, in 1974, and I was 11, and I don't think I'd ever heard anything from Sweden before, not knowingly. They'd obviously been in Eurovision a few times, but I didn't remember the songs. And then there it was. It came out of the colour TV set, except we didn't have colour, and we had to have the things described to us. And Napoleon in his hat... And my mum said, that's going to win. And actually, I liked Giliola Cinquetti, and I, I still think she was, ro she was robbed in her own way. <laughs> but there it was, they won, and I loved it. And I thought, I want to go to Sweden, and I want to go and learn Swedish. And I knew the morning after, I went, to a walk, went for a walk with my dad. I remember thinking, life, the whole of life's changed. I just love this record. And I never bought it at the time, because I had a 
a friend down the road and we used to buy different records so we had different ones to listen to so he had waterloo and i had goodbye yellow brick road by elton john we used to swap them round. Uh, how so, much is a first pressing of waterloo worth now oh, about 28 pence I think. all right okay it's not 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 that much but uh you know going on with the musical eventually we went to see that in 1999 and seeing that in several languages and i was disappointed at first that that wasn't in it there was just a little boat dragged up on stage which was called waterloo but i've seen it in dutch and i've seen it in Spanish and German, and I saw it only a couple of months ago. So Waterloo, yes, and of course the, the British final this year was down in Brighton, uh, in in the Dome, which I visited for the first time a couple of years ago, and I couldn't believe how much it still looks exactly like it did then, with the gangways coming down when Napoleon walked. And Edward Afsilad was writing the script for this year's uh, British um, pre-selection, and I said, if you don't get Mons coming in wearing that Napoleon hat, I'll never speak to you again. <laughs> and his idea of a joke was getting... Mel Gedroch came in wearing the hat, so uh, we do speak still, and uh, again, I've brought back wonderful memories. So, I've been to Sweden now, I've met a couple of members of ABBA, and uh, I still I still love the song in all its versions and all its languages, so that's my excuse for putting it in there. I can't say more than that, really. It, it's one of our immortals. Yes. Accepted. Thank you. Okay, uh, so our third record, Yugoslavia in 1992. We have Extra Nena, Extra Nena Ljubim Te Peshmama. That was Extra Nena for Yugoslavia 1992. Yes, Ljubim And now, as you say, the last record for Yugoslavia, they only just about made it there. I remember she went to 1992, so it was Malmo, and she went there on her own. I don't think she had anyone else with her. And Yugoslavia was in a terrible state of crisis. I was working at Heathrow at the time, and we had refugees and so on, started to, to stream in there. And she had, a, I think she had Ronnie Hazelhurst, was not, maybe not Ronnie Hazelhurst, but one of the British conductors conducting for her. And I really loved it. And it didn't do very well. And then Ireland started to win every year, uh, which was I thought was a bit disappointing because I liked a lot of the languages, the songs in other languages. And then years later, when um, the show was in uh, Helsinki, I really loved the Yugoslav as it now was, Serbian entry, and I said so a lot, and I'd written uh, the lyrics that year for the Icelandic song. And uh, the Serbs turned out really liked that one, and I was invited over to Serbia after that to do some interviews and meet whoever I wanted to meet out there, and they said, who would you like to meet? I said, I'd love to meet Extra Nena if she's around. I said, yes, sure, yes. And we went uh, down to a cafe, and there she was, and she was a delightful lady. She's chain-smoking in this cafe, because you still could then. And um, she gave me the, the signed greatest hits, as you do. And she did a concert a few days after that, uh, which I 
unfortunately couldn't go to. But she was talking about having to go there on her own and it's quite delightful. And there she is sitting on my phone, extra name next to my friend called Amelia. Whenever I flick up, I think I'm, I'm lucky to have a friend called Extra. So good old Extra. So if you look her up on Wikipedia, there's not even a description of what she's done. But um, a lovely, lovely lady and a beautiful song. And lots of those songs for Yugoslavia I've liked over the years. The, the song has an incredible sort of passionate intensity mm-hmm. to it and the the delivery on the live show in 1992 it, it's the kind of thing we would really reward now yes that's right it's, it's passionate and she looked great she's got a wonderful smoky kind of voice which i i like i, I like the mia martinis and those sort of voices as well so and uh, on a fashion note the dress that she's wearing in the promo video the white sheath dress is stunning mm-hmm. that's right so, extra Nena, extra Good old extra. Thank you. We all need to be a little bit extra sometimes. Record number four is also from 1992. This is Dina with Amor de Agua Fresca. That was Amor d'Agua Fresca by Dina, representing Portugal in 1992. Yes, Amor d'Agua Fresca from Dina. And Portuguese is such a lovely language, and they've had so much trouble getting anywhere with with that language. Again, I thought it was 93, actually, when we were discussing it, but yeah. I picked two from 92, have I? I think you might be right uh, if you checked it. it up, yeah, it's Festival de Canção, 1992. 92, yeah. I just loved it. And the lyrics are absolutely bonkers. It's a, it's a, what I call a list song. She's mentioning kiwi fruit and raspberries and plums and uh, pears and goodness knows what. It's quite difficult to remember the lyrics in Portuguese. And when I was in, where were we, Baku, and I met the... Portuguese commentator he's been he's been doing the press conferences here oh. this week Pedro yeah Pedro, Pedro Granger we became friends that year because I recognized him from the the weakest link which he presented in Portugal he was Anne Robinson in Portugal for several years and I said you do the weakest link don't you he seems to be too nice for that job. He, he is too nice for that job. Well, that, that was part of the joke. Oh. What he said, everyone knows he's a lovely guy. So he was doing this thing. And I said, oh, please say to me, you are the weakest link. Goodbye in Portuguese. And so he said, você will mais fraco. Adeus. Like this. So <laughs> you have to say it again and again. Anyway. And then we got chatting about Portuguese songs. And I said, I always loved this one. And he said, oh, can you sing it for me? And I, I mess up the Portuguese, which I have tried to learn over the years. Speak it a bit and uh, he was laughing and laughing about this song and every time we met up with his other friends over the years he says go on do a more d'agua fresca again and sure enough we had it the other day outside <laughs> he said what do you see this damn song so um Pregai trincai e metita mesesta, rigi e na volta cabeça like that he goes I can never remember the rest of it but I do love it at some point, you should probably uh, polish it up to something of a party piece so you can surprise him. Yes, the only trouble is I can't sing anything in tune, as you've just uh, discovered, so uh, it's very unlikely that you'll hear the whole version of it. The voice can be, the voice can be trained. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, with a lovely story and a really 
beautiful, fresh, spring-like sounding record. Accept it. Thank you. Muito obrigado. We all know that phrase Dinada. after this. Yes. Now we move into um, the Icelandic mini section. Yes, the Icelandic mini section. Well, obviously, I could pick lots of entries from Iceland because I like nearly all of them. But these two just happen to be in chronological order. Minhinsti Dance by Paul Oscar. That was Men Hinsty Dance by Paul Oscar. Yes. Now, well, <laughs> 1995 was the first Eurovision I actually attended. I remember going to the, the bus, took almost everybody who was in the arena to this party. And there were heaps and heaps of smoked salmon. I've never seen anything else, anything quite like it. And there was Mr. Bo Haldorsson, who is a legend in, in Iceland. And uh, he more or less says that himself. And he looked very miserable at coming I think it was 16th or something. And uh, I didn't realise then it's just the shape of his face. He always looks miserable. He wasn't that unhappy. <laughs> but uh, I, I like them because the Icelandic people are very direct. So they say what they think and they've got an evil sense of humour. And they're always very positive because in a, a country like that with volcanoes and freezing cold weather and wind all the time, you have to be pretty positive. So when uh, I went back the second time to Dublin, um, there I was with the, the, the radio for the UK. And I met... Paul, and we got on like a house on fire, and his friend Rainier, who's his best friend from school, who's also in, in Portugal um, for this contest, and um, I, as soon as I saw the video for it, I absolutely loved it, I got to meet this guy, so on the actual night, there was the British party, and the Russian party with my other heroine, um, Alla Pugacheva, and the Icelandic one. And I had to choose which one to go to, and we had to go to the Brits one because we were the UK. And uh, I, uh, I thought, well, this is fun enough, and Katrina was lovely and so on, but I wonder what the Icelanders are doing. Well, there they were in the other, other party, and uh, Polly was all dragged up. Rainier was there as Celine Dion, and uh, they were having a right old time. So there we were. Um, the UK won. That was lovely. But when we went to this party afterwards, this is another party, uh, after party, all the Irish were saying, is anybody here from Iceland? Anybody here from Iceland? And uh, <laughs> I said, me. <laughs> I didn't want to admit to being British in Ireland. And so in we trolled with, uh, with, with Iceland. And after that, I kind of became... Well, I haven't got the passport yet, but the application's in the post. And we've been friends ever since with, with Paul Oscar. We've written some songs together. And uh, we also wrote together, argued a lot about it, the lyrics for um, This Is My Life for Euroband. He did most of it, and then I helped to finish it off. So, yeah, a lovely, lovely guy. He's still still doing well in Iceland, and he's made most of his career in Iceland. I think it would have been nice if he had some success outside but he goes all around the smallest places in Iceland and uh, his sister is a big singer as well and Ari Olafsson is his nephew of course did you know that? I didn't know that yeah oh. so um, they the keep it in the family 
yeah so what a lovely lovely country and it's because of them that i'm still doing eurovision really i quite like ari to come back to eurovision uh, yes. maybe with a paul oscar now that's a good idea song. that's a good idea um, um then we then paul would just be, then paul would be able to come and hang out in the green room yeah he would and yeah. and uh, Yes, that's a very good idea. I might put that to him. I think Ari would like to do it again one day, if this hasn't been too traumatic for him, but he's had a wonderful time. Yeah, um, he's been uh, the sort of the Mr. Congeniality. Uh, th- uh, all of the other con- contestants um, went to uh, go and love him and show care for him uh, mm-hmm. after he didn't qualify. Yeah, he's, he's so cheerful and optimistic and happy, and he, he just... Icelanders just use everything for the moment, as I sort of indicated. You know, they get the most out of everything. The other day it was about 15 degrees, and there they all were, sitting on the beach here on Bizelson Island, aren't we? It's just off the coast of Portugal, yes. I think, isn't it? Right now and, it is, uh, yes. You know, I guess we've mentioned several times <laughs> that it's off the coast. So, uh, yeah, they, they, they just have a, have a great part. If there's fun to be had, let's put it that way, Icelanders are going to have it. And even if there's not that much fun to have, they will find it. I also saw uh, the Icelanders were uh, very good with the free bar at the Nordic party. Yes, yes, there was a fair amount of consumption from that free bar. I, I limited myself to, to just a few glasses of wine, but I did see gins and tonics going down, and <laughs> people's alarms go off at 10.30 to get the last drinkies in. But yeah, they'll have a good time. If there's free drinks, Icelanders are going to have it. Good luck for them. It costs about 15 quid for a glass of wine up there. And... Uh, what there's no way that we could turn Paul Oscar down. You're a good friend, and, Thank you. and a song that basically changed your life. Then, uh, yes, I would say so. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic, accepted with flying colours. Thank you very much. I'm glad the tack fitted, as they say. Moving a couple of years forward, we have the lovely Selma with "All Out of Luck." that was Selma with uh, the wonderful All Out of Luck. There it is. And she was as well because she came second. What a shame. It nearly did it. And she was leading through part of the scoreboard. I think that's the only time we have been. It is the only time we've been in the lead for a chunk of it. Well, imagine my um, wonderful surprise when uh, in 1998, when it was in Birmingham, of course, Iceland couldn't take part because that's one of the rules. Uh, But Paul did come back to do... uh, the commentary in Birmingham, Paul Oscar, and he freaked out and went wild when Donna International won it because uh, it was right up his street. And uh, I think he went so mad he was never invited back to do it again. But the following year, um, Selma, there was that video and uh, with with all the camping it up and the two um, sh- ladies in the background dancing um, and the bear and, and in, in this hotel in, in Reykjavik, it was all filmed in the same place. And I thought, God, they've, got to, they've really got on a good streak here. I've got to meet this woman. And when we got to Jerusalem, uh, 
I remember the Scandinavians all arrived on the same flight about 11 o'clock at night and they all came into this one hotel. Everyone was in one hotel in those days. It was great. And there was a piano in the bar. Do you remember that? Were you in Jerusalem? I didn't start coming until Stockholm. All right, just yeah, the first Stockholm. No, the second one. Okay. Twenty sixteen. Right, yeah. So just to put it into context, <laughs> yeah. it was there was a piano in the in the lobby, and every night everyone would gather around it, and they'd sing songs and uh, sing, and it was just a marvelous atmosphere. Um, and Selma, when she arrived, they all came in together. And I said, "Oh, is the show going to be camp like like the video is?" And she said, uh, "What do you mean camp?" <laughs> And oh, she I didn't said, know. No, and, and Paul Oscar didn't know what camp was either, even though he was. Uh, now it's a lot, it's a lot better known. But in those days, you know, Iceland was pretty isolated, and although they got a lot of English TV, some of these phrases and some of these concepts they didn't really have. Is there an Icelandic word for camp now? I don't think there is. I don't think there is. They understand what it is, but that isn't really a word. Most languages don't seem to really have a word quite fitting. It German and French don't seem to really either. Um, but it's a particularly British thing. And she said, no, no, we haven't got the ladies. They couldn't be freed up to, to go. Oh, I'm talking about this forever, really. But anyway, um, we had the two, the two idiots in raincoats, I think is what Terry Wogan called them. Uh, oh, yes, look out for the grey and silver again. And the, yes. Yeah. And uh, Selma's heard that comment from Wogan, and she, she thinks it's very funny. But we got, again, we got great friends. I mean, one, night, one evening she was sitting there in these huge red platform shoes that she wore in the video as well. And she's with a huge bag of, a bag of um, French fries and a, a pint of beer. She's, she's, a, she's a pint of beer and a French fries lady, I can tell you. And she said, uh, so, what do you think? What should, I should, what, I should, what should I do? And we had a good old chat about the presentation and um, particularly the hair. She's, she was saying to me, I'm going to do it in a French knot. And I said, uh, yeah, that, that sounds pretty stylish, but I think this, this song could be more fun. Uh, do with a more fun hairdo and she said well what do you think so I said well why didn't you do a couple of knots and one there and one there and you can imagine on the night when <laughs> she came up wearing exactly that we had so much fun and she got tickets for us for the final um, afterwards the, uh, the Icelandic government uh, said that we should um, paid for a crate of champagne and we were there until about five in the morning so that's my lovely friend Selma I've seen her in lots of shows since she's a director She's worked with the, the National Theatre in Stratford. Um, she's had a touring um, production of Robin Hood going on. She, of course, entered Eurovision again, less successfully, but equally as much fun. And she also coached Maria Olafs when we were in Vienna. She came with Yonsi, and she came with Sylvia Knight. Um, <laughs> least said about that, the better. So that's, that's my friend Selma. That look is a quintessential turn of the millennium fashion. The, mm -hmm. uh, the dress over the trousers and the knots. The dress over the trousers with the sensible sandals. She does like a sensible sandal, does, does, does Selma. We did a show once and she said, what should I wear? And I said, what about glass shoes? She'd look great in those. And uh, good old Selma got a pair and she was on this show for an hour and a half and she said, my feet are killing I'm going to kill you. She said, it's so painful. <laughs> so the sensible sandal is our Selma. Coming second, yes. How does it feel? Coming second, um, it's probably best to come third. It's like being in the in the semi-final. If you're on the cusp and you may or may not go through, that's much more tense than if you think you're definitely going out. And frustrated. I think she's a bit frust. She was frustrated about it. Um, we don't mention the word Charlotte Nielsen in Iceland if we want to. Um, if we value mm. our kneecaps, shall we say? But she has sung it, and she's sung it in German 
when we do the show in Germany. So she, she she's not a bad loser, and they do speak. So yeah, well, I would say, good. on the whole, yeah. Um, yeah, she's she's accepted it with very good grace. Marvelous. Okay, accepted. And there Thank ends you. the Icelandic mini section. <laughs> yes. Uh, now we're moving uh, a little bit further forward now to Austria's 2014 winner, Rise Like a Phoenix, by yes. Conchita. If you're free No one could have witnessed What you did to me Cause you Wouldn't know me today And you have got to see To believe From the fading Well, 2014, and my mum was from Austria, um, and of course Austria had never won, or at least I couldn't remember them winning because it was so long ago, and I thought they would never do it again. My mum passed away in 2012, and I was, it was still quite raw when, when this, this song came out, and I thought, I wonder what it's like, I'm going to watch it in rehearsals, and uh, this huge place in Denmark, was it Denmark? No, it wasn't, this was in Copenhagen, yeah. And I went into the hall. You could hear this fantastic voice booming out. And I thought, just go and have a quick look and see how it's going. And they hoisted her onto this little plinth to sing this song. And I thought, that is just magnificent. It just all came together. She looked great and sounded fantastic. And I started blubbing. And I couldn't stop. And uh, <laughs> it doesn't happen very often. But when it does, you can't help it. And I went out and I was doing an interview just after that to Reykjavik. And I went in to, to see Felix, our um, commentator, and he said, are you all right? I said, yeah, yeah, I'll be all right. Just give me a black coffee. I said, um, was she that good? I said, yeah, they've won it. They finally won it. And I said, and all, the, all my emotions all came out. I said, um, and of course, they did. And the commentators were crying upstairs when she won. We were all very emotional. I remember the um, Julia Zamira from Australia. We were all jumping up and down saying, we're going to Vienna. And I came back down to the the artist area with, with Graham Norton and uh, he was the same and uh, I said well what are you going to do next what are you going to do next year I said well I'll go as I'll go as Maria and he said yeah I'll go as the lonely goat herd that's what I usually do and um, <laughs> we, we were just over over the moon with it really that was a lovely moment and I saw Conchita at the Palladium a few months ago um, performing all these wonderful ballads I didn't think she'd ever come to the UK and the Palladium is one of my favourite places to see anything so that's my excuse for putting old Conchita in there as a way of making a global star, Rise Like a Phoenix works beautifully. Yes. It's, it's sort of close to the platonic ideal of a Eurovision song. A beautiful woman standing alone in a gown in the spotlight. With a beard. Doing a kind of James Bond song. Yeah. yeah. What, what could be better? And what, the lovely thing about it is now, I think she changed so many things because before that, people thought, oh, woman with, man with beard in frock with looking like a woman or what is it and now it's perfectly normal yeah. for for a, a woman to have a beard in a frock no one Conchita's thinks about it. beard is the kind of beard that Kim Kardashian would have if she had a beard yes that's right or if this year's Armenian contestant wore a dress he'd look pretty much the same it's a yeah. similarly beautifully tri trimmed beard I would say um, like nowadays Tom is going more towards being 
Tom when he performs mm-hmm. I, uh, yes. a little bit. Like he's it, it, there's the the androgyny is there rather than the full drag. More blokey, I call it. More yeah, blokey. More blokey. Um, but still absolutely ravishing in yes. every way. And he, he, she, whichever one he, he performs as, he doesn't actually particularly like uh, dragging up. He does it because of the persona. But um, that, that was I thought that was interesting as well. How could we turn down Rise Like a Phoenix? I don't think you can. I don't think I can. I think that's accepted. <laughs> now we come to the reason why Ile de Besançon is currently moored off the coast of Lisbon uh, in the Atlantic, but somehow still pleasantly warm. We have Portugal 2017, Salvador Sobral, Amar Pelos Deutsch. Não quiser ser Não sentir paixão Não quiser sofrer Sem fazer plano Do que virá depois O meu coração Pode amar Yes, well, I mean, it's just the icing on the cake, really, for Portugal to have won it. If if it can't be Iceland winning it, um, it's uh, it's got to be Portugal. And I was, again, I'm afraid I made a complete spectacle of myself in the commentary box last year when it won. I'd, I'd been blubbing every time he re- rehearsed it because the words are so lovely in Portuguese and he sang it so well. And uh, I thought, I'm determined not to, to blub when it wins. And, what, and I had a glass of red wine to make sure that I was calm myself down what happened i made a spectacle and my commentator sat next sat next to me he went on and on and on and just ignored it and i said i'm never going to do this again i promise i'll never do it again um but yes you know if it's not iceland and it's not portugal then it, i'd like cyprus to do it who knows they're now favorites to win so i might i might live long enough to see uh, all, all four of these countries austria portugal cyprus and iceland win i i really love the song this last year there was a convention in um, Manchester which Selma went to as a guest and she said I really want to sing this song I love it and we both loved it and she she said I'd like to sing it I said I'd, I'd, like, I'd love to write a version in English for you and I did and it's, it's still on YouTube you can have a look at it if you want to but she sang it really well unfortunately with this original backing track so oh. the lowest note in it the lowest note in Amor Pelas Deutsch is about the lowest you can get but she wants to record it um in, in her own key, which would which would also be lovely. But oh, that sounds amazing. It's been a wonderful week, hasn't it? Hasn't it? In the, before we got to the island of Besançon when we were in Portugal, yeah. It uh, it's just like almost surreal that it's in Portugal, isn't it? I, I I sort of feel like I'm on holiday a bit, and I can't quite grasp it really. Yeah, I mean, there is a certain aspect of being at Eurovision, which means that wherever you are, you're at Eurovision. Mm. Um, you know, the, the press room is always the press room, and the mm. you know the the sort of the the furniture is moved to a different place. Yeah, we've got blue chairs. Everything's blue, actually. Blue carpet, blue chairs, blue everything. There's the Portuguese and the sea. You just can't separate them. That's right. Uh, and and long, may it, uh, long may it last. Um, I love fish as well. I've had fish nearly every day I've been here. Uh, so that will keep yeah. me going well on the island, I think. Marvellous. Well, we'll accept that. So that's all your eight records through nicely. Ah, thank you. Um, do you have a Eurovision luxury that you'd uh, like to bring in? Or oh, Eurovision luxury? Uh, yeah. 
or any form of luxury uh, item. Well, I was uh, thinking on the way here, it's, it would have to be a, a Spotify iPoddy thing where I can listen to whatever music I want to. Because uh, I could always fish for a fish if I had a, you know, well... I'd make a net out of something and I could eat a banana or a coconut but as long as I can if I couldn't find any of those I could always die happy if I was listening to some music so that's what it'd have to be can I have that? Um, You can't have any other Eurovision records on it You've only got these eight I love love Van Morrison and Joni Mitchell and James Taylor and goodness knows how many other people Elton John Paul Simon and all those so as long as I can have them. It's borderline, but I think we'll let you go with it. Can as long I? as you go with the headphones. Yes, with the headphones. They'd have to be welded to it, so it's just one item. Yes. But yes. Yes. Okay. Thank you very much. You've been very generous. Thank you. Thank you uh, for coming to visit us on Neil de Besançon. Um, Absolute pleasure. That was fun. Thank you very much. Bye-bye.